here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Robin McCarron. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road, in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give them a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Robin McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. When supper time came, the old cook came on deck saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed you. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know you. The captain wired in. He had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Gordon Lightfoot, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which sank 41 years ago this week. Shake them ropes, 183. The Undertaker is back, and apparently not just in our top 100 match, but on SmackDown. What exactly is the state of the WWE? My guess is Wyoming. And oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, yes. I will rant a bit on Bailey if my co-host lets me. (laughs) Speaking of which, joining me in that laughter you heard in the background, which means I popped him, which is a good thing. Your host, Rob McCarron. And Rob, people want to know. On this whole flow sports deal, are they planning on having a channel for competitive eating? And if so, will hats be one of the competitions? Oh, I mean, if I would imagine competitive <laughs> eating is up there, I'm waiting for like card games to go up there. Oh, there's there's plenty of different channels. Uh, yeah, the the whole state joke. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one right there. Oh, welcome everybody. Welcome. Hi. How's how has your week been? everyone out there uh thanks for listening shake them ropes episode 183 voices of wrestling.com follow us on twitter at shake them ropes and at crap game 13 and if you dare go try to search out my new personal twitter if you dare you may find it you may not you probably already follow to it uh great so i'm i've still been wondering what to do with the old twitters jeff oh really because you you put all the listeners on your personal Twitter now, so they all read whenever you tweet anyways. It's true. It's true. Fewer tweeting these days. i got to get back up on it. going to be at, back up on it. Uh, yeah, a lot to get into. Uh, we have TakeOver. We have Survivor Series. Uh, we obviously have Dollar Shave Club and Mac Weldon to get into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, guys. Dollar Shave Club, Mac Weldon coming your way. Giving you some uh, bonus dollars back for trying out the stuff. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Me spitting um, hot fire about Bailey from SmackDown. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you want to talk about Bailey. Yeah, that's oh, great. It's coming. It's coming eventually. After I'll, probably after Mac Weldon. But <laughs> just want to assure everyone out there um, who might have uh, who might be worried or not even worried, just questioning the future of the show. And the future of what we're doing here. 
It's going to be fine, everybody. It's going to be safe. We're not going anywhere. Does that is that succinct enough, Jeff? <laughs> that's that's succinct and almost questioning because I was like, oh, okay, well, I may go somewhere. You never know. Hey, you I never know. Hey, maybe maybe <laughs> Jeff's going to go somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but someone wants to pay me, bring it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If someone wants to pay Jeff, you can uh, you can sw- persuade him. I'm sure yes. uh, to jump ship. <laughs> My soul is for sale. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Kyle Hendricks not winning the National League Cy Young Award? Ah, oh, man. I, you know, I have no problem with Max Scherzer. I really don't. I think, you know, I thought, you know, I thought Scherzer would take second, to be honest with you. I, I think, I think the more interesting story is the AL story with Verlander getting all those first place votes and not winning it and Kate Upton going on a rant. I honestly had no idea Verlander was even considered. I didn't either. <laughs> what was happening there? Rick Porcello was obvious. Um, I, he was obvious if you're going to pick a starter. Uh, you know, they. Um, what's the now I'm blanking on the reliever's name. Uh, the reliever, the closer for Baltimore um, that I'm completely now blanking on his name, I believe should have won. Um, but I guess maybe not. The fact that I can't even uh, old media uh, old media is not going to give a closer a Cy Young award. Yeah, but I don't he was. Think. I mean, all the talk for uh, Zach Britton, Zach Britton, um, all the talk about Andrew Miller, how dominant he was. Zach Britton was three times more dominant throughout the year, and he should have probably him. been a closer, winning the Cy Young. But you know what? Rick Porcello wins. Justin Verlander, whatever. I mean, he's been crap for four years. What do you expect, Justin? If you're the Justin Verlander of seven years ago, maybe you get uh, more per- first place votes. You win this thing, but no, I mean, come on, you've been you've been shit for four years. Cut it out. Anyway, enough baseball talk. Yes, no one no one's listening for hockey or baseball talk. No, you go ahead and rant on Bailey. Oh no, you want me to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey Bailey, I want to know if you want to participate in a five hundred one beatdown on your friends. <laughs> What the hell was that last night? If there's a character you need to protect right now, it's probably the the girl that little girls look up to and who you want to be a role model character to help expand your branding a bit. I know that there are people who are going to go, well, it's just a one-off show and nobody's going to remember it and blah, blah, blah. And no, there are three things you don't do with Bailey. You don't have her say controversial things. You don't hypersexualize her and you don't put her in a five on one beat down where she's willingly beating someone down with her arch nemesis. I, I just, it, it, it boggles my mind that they didn't take the one step thinking to at least take care of the character and make her reluctant to be in this gang beat down and then have Charlotte kind of pressure her to be a good teammate and maybe Sasha gets in on the gig too, to tease a heel turn. Perhaps it's (laughs) my, my original joke was I wonder if Izzy went into school and started beating down a kid because Bailey did it. You know, I, I just, it, 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 it angered me so much. I went on a large rant last night in the other neighborhood. I'm, I'm still ticked off about it there are people you protect and there are people you don't have to protect she's one you have to protect all you gotta do is take a little bit of care a little bit of concern and a little bit of foresight and then then you can do these types of things but just watching that i just go really over over a t-shirt that's red come on 
Can I ask you, has there, was there a, uh, like a really famous early survivor series, five on five elimination where it was baby faces and heels on the same team versus a group of baby faces and heels, or, or was it always more memorable when it was baby faces versus heels? It's more memorable when it's baby faces versus heels, but they did the wild card one mm-hmm. year where they did mix up heels and baby faces. It's just, no one cares about SmackDown versus raw, right? Exactly. You can, have, you can have Raw versus SmackDown, but put baby faces on one side, put heels on the other. And but here's, no, they're, the, they're just, here's the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They're, they're picking the top names, which I get. They're picking the top names on both sides and putting them together. Um, I just don't think that's necessary. Even a while ago when Survivor Series, they were getting back into the, uh, the point of bringing in all these four on four or five versus five matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the famous one where CM Punk kind of got over and Triple yeah. H and you know, it was a team of baby faces versus a team of heels. And, and so you give the fans one side to root for now. I mean, the fans want to root for both sides because they like guys on team A, they like guys on team B, but they also hate guys. On team A. I think you're kind of wrong in some ways. I mean, you're not wrong in principle, but attaching Stephanie to this raw team really makes you want to boo the raw team. I'm sorry. I, I think SmackDown are even with even with AJ Styles on it are far more baby faces because their authority figures are more likable. Right, but then you're gonna get you're gonna get AJ in the ring with Seth Rollins, and fans will be cheering for Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean it, it's just not the brand split hasn't gone on long enough. There hasn't been enough separation, and it's mostly about the McMahon's. I mean, it still is in all ways, especially now putting Shane in the match, which was interesting. Because I thought when Undertaker came back and said, "I'm back," I'm like, "Oh, great, he's gonna insert himself." No. He's going to wait till after a big four pay-per-view to come back. Okay. Well, I mean, he's not even waiting for the pay-per-view. Like, what is he actually going to be on the show? Probably not. Like, what is he? Undertaker says he's he's back, but where is he going to be? He's not on the show. He's the Brock of SmackDown, I think. Okay. Yeah, but you have this guy saying that he's no longer going to be defined by WrestleMania, that Mm -hmm. he's back. Mm -hmm. I bet the next match you see him in, is okay maybe the royal rumble but the rumble likely wrestlemania i think it's the rumble okay still guess what that's what two and a half months away three months away sure so i yeah hooray for undertaker being back he's not going to do anything for two months i don't know he's going to kill james ellsworth on this next right, smackdown well, i think all right he can do that he can do that uh yeah it's just it's just very interesting that you have the undertaker come back and and hype people up because i bet people even during halfway through his promo they thought he was going to say he's going to be in this match Mm -hmm. because it was kind of leading that way and then all of a sudden it just ended and of course their tv time ran out so the show just ended uh it was very interesting stuff going on with the undertaker on that show but he'll he's he's coming back what is he going to do who knows um but yeah the bailey thing was very odd i i just don't get why you can have you don't have to have all five beating up team SmackDown. Maybe have Bailey reluctant. Like, Hey, I like yeah. people on SmackDown. I don't have to be, you know, this, I, I, there's some nuance that you can put on there. It doesn't have yeah. to be all absolute to where, uh, you know, Bailey, Oh, team raw. Yay. I'm going to beat down no matter who I see on team blue. You know what you could do? You could have the heels come out and start the fight. And then the baby face is going, what are you doing? And, you know, kind of be reluctant. And then someone ends up clocking them. And then they actually have to start fighting to defend themselves. Like Carmella could have decked Bailey because Carmella's a heel. And that was weird in and of itself because that first 
first moments of that, oh, Carmella's joining in the beatdown of Nikki with the Raw girls. But no, it, she was trying to save them, which came off really. That whole segment was both fun and stupid at the same time. I, I don't, I just, I, ah. All Sound you have down. to do, all you have to do is sit down, look at it, script it out, ask, does this make logical sense? And then try and fill in the holes. That's all you have to do. And they didn't. And it drives me insane that they are so lazy in this kind of script continuity. SmackDown by far the more interesting show. Yeah. Oh, uh, that oh, SmackDown. The, time flew by. Uh, we haven't even talked about, and I want to mention it now because we also have a question coming in on the Twitter feed about it. Uh, the Miz is the new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I was really looking forward to a Dolph Sami Zayn match, just you know, for the whole work rate aspect of it. But I think there's other things afoot here. And you know, uh, you know, when we were talking about going into the Dolph Miz match, I was hoping that three would win. I, I wasn't hoping for a three-way. I, I wanted oh, no, no, to no. win. I, I predicted a three-way, and I still right. think we may get it. You may. Dolph, may, Dolph may ask for his rematch clause going, look, I know I'm a loser, but I can beat two guys on one night. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I bet that would be a good one. Uh, but I wanted the Miz to hold this title for a long time, mm-hmm. all the way to WrestleMania maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see if that actually happens now. You know, the, this is one of those things. We'll go into the Survivor Series card um, you know, here in a bit, but we talked about how the cruiserweight division is on the line. Well, now the intercontinental championship is on the line, obviously with this right. raw versus SmackDown and you have the heel versus babyface. Uh, I think it's far more likely that you have the chances are better that Sami Zayn wins now that he's facing Miz versus when he was facing Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, there's to me, there's only three possibilities you can have either the Miz wins and he eventually gets traded over to raw which I don't think you should probably do just yet because they need that heel power on SmackDown still. Mm-hmm. You can give it to you can you can give it to Sammy and have Sammy come over to SmackDown, which would be interesting. Or you could have Sammy, or if Sammy takes it over to Raw, he's losing it to Braun Strowman to give Strowman the mid card title push. Yeah. But that would also give them the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. The way everything's going here, I expect mostly the status quo to be set, which is fine. Um, I don't see all these shifts happening yet. Or actually, you know what? There's one more I forgot. You can have Miz win, and then Daniel Bryan brings in Samoa Joe or possibly Nakamura, but I think Samoa Joe. Or someone, yeah. Yeah. I I just don't see, you know, but now that you have this Intercontinental Championship issue, uh, also maybe a better chance that the Cruiserweight division does indeed switch brands. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean that's a thought. I mean, you'd also have to put on a, Brian Kendrick, you know, the hoister of this division, you know, failing miserably again. I th- just think Kalisto's not that interesting of a champ. No, I not. really don't. And look, I I can see all sorts of possibilities of bringing the cruiserweight division over to SmackDown putting the show 205 live on the network, taking Morrow off of the SmackDown commentary crew, which I think is going to happen. And just having them do the tour there and kind of saying it was a bad experiment for raw. It, it belongs over here where all the nerds are. <laughs> it doesn't belong on our flagship dragging us down because 
they don't have any creativity and or know how to book these guys. I mean, they're going to put it on them, but it's on it's on Raw and it's on the creative staff there. Now, I don't know. I I don't put it past them to make them go to two shows to show their loyalty. To you know, you you finish Raw and you get on a plane and you fly out to the SmackDown tapings the next day. That would be hell on earth and. Your division would be decimated in six months due to the injuries, due to all the travel. It'd be a very hellacious schedule, a lot of traveling, not a lot of time for shaving, but luckily you guys out there don't have to worry about that issue. You don't need to choose between price and quality to get an amazing and affordable shave with Dollar Shave Club. DollarShaveClub.com slash ropes is the answer. And right now to prove how amazing their shave really is, you can get your first month free of the club. Do it. Join us at Dollar Shave Club. They deliver amazing razors right to your door for a third of the price of what the greedy razor corporations charge. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes, pick a razor that works for me for works for you from their amazing lineup of amazing blades. That's all there is. That's all there is to do right now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes, your chance to see why over 3 million members like us love dollar shave club. So confident in the quality of all of their products. You're getting your first month free. That's right. Just pay shipping. After that, it's a few bucks a month, no long-term commitment, no hidden fees. There's no reason not to do it. Get your free month right now, dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. 100% Jeff Hawkins. Yes. 100% what? I don't know. (laughs) You were throwing something to me. I'm like, okay, what's he trying to tell me? I felt like... I felt this was the time to throw statistics into the bunch for did no you, reason. Now, did, now, I know you laughed at the joke, but did you actually watch that state of the WWE thing? Uh, I watched a minute. I, You know what? All I saw, and that show uh, was horrible from what I saw. Oh, it's it, horrible. It, it it's was one of the Rick- worst things they've ever done, oh. and they have it as its own show on the network for you to go over there and click. It's one of the worst things they've ever done. It was bad. Mick Foley uh, getting, all his, you know, getting his panties in a bunch about... Yeah, the the whole Daniel Bryan McFoley argument about what they did when they quit and how they feel about the position of this fake GM TV character role is just embarrassing to watch. Oh, it was embarrassing. Stephanie was embarrassing trying to keep it on topic. And look, I know you find her attractive, but I can't take her seriously as a CEO with the mini skirt and the thigh high boots. I'm sorry. It's just kind of <laughs> talking business like that. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, she's all, let's talk about the match. Let's talk about the match. Meanwhile, Daniel's being Daniel from Talking Smack and just trolling everybody. And Shane doesn't care. It, it was a it was worse than Dean Ambrose on the Stone Cold podcast. Okay, I mean it was that bad. I never did see all that one because I, I you know, I I was going to listen to it and watch it, but then the reviews were so poor. I felt like I can spend my time elsewhere. Yes, I recommend that. Survivor Series is coming up on Sunday. The Miz versus Sami Zayn is for the hold on, hold on, hold on. What's do, up? Do, do NXT first. That's the least interesting of the two cards. We've been talking about WWE. We're going to do SummerSlam first or Survivor Series first. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're just going to we're just going to flow right in from uh, mostly SmackDown. There wasn't a whole lot on Raw to discuss. No, that was. I thought that was a bad show. I really did. Yep, and that that is the length of our analysis on Raw. It was a bad show, uh, mm-hmm. but we were, we've been talking about Miz, Sami Zayn, Intercontinental Title. Uh, we have a question coming in from Bill. All right. Hi, is Bill. there any way to bring Tino Sabatelli up to the 
main roster to be Mrs. New Alex Riley. Have him start as maybe Maurice's cabana boy. Does Maurice need a cabana boy and does she have one? Is Tino Sabatelli older than the Miz? I think so. Right? You think so? I think so. Because he did like four or five years in the in the NFL before he started wrestling. He may be like right around that age. He was an but... Arizona Cardinal, if I remember. Yes, I believe so. I also right. August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. Remember okay. that one? That's Tino Sabatelli. All right. This is October eighth, nineteen eighty. The Miz is three years older. Okay. I thought that would be weird to bring in someone who was older to be a cabana boy. Uh, look, Miz, I, Miz is a 13 year vet in the you industry. Can, you can't bring Tino Sabatelli up yet. He's I'm too sorry. Good. Too good. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's the reason. Okay. Right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I, I understand. Sometimes you just can't overshadow the main roster guys by bringing this, uh, this hot young prospect up. Can't do it. But anyway, Miz, Sami Zayn, who wins? I think the Miz retains by cheating. Yeah, I think too. I think I think he has to. I think uh, you know they continue this ridiculous. We're going to beat Sammy and make him more sympathetic type of deal. And I think Miz is going to continue to troll Daniel Bryan, which <laughs> he did a pretty good promo last night too on Talking Smack. Again, it's going to end up being a trade, or Bryan's bringing in someone to kill him. It's going to be one of those two things. They keep teasing a whole bunch of stuff. At some point, something's got to happen. Maybe they do it on the show. Maybe the cruiserweight division transfers. Maybe the intercontinental transfer. Uh, yeah. You know, you can yeah. you can shake up some things here. You can. If Miz, if Miz loses to Sami Zayn, then the cruiserweight group is coming over. I just if if you're, I don't even know who they have. I mean, SmackDown would basically consist of the women's division, the tag team division, and the world heavyweight division. So if yeah. you are a singles wrestler, you are no longer going to be one on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You are going to be in a tag team. That's the only way you get on television. Cause what else are you fighting for at that point? Nothing. Pr- pretty much. Uh, Brian Kendrick, Kalisto, uh, Brian Kendrick, I think wins. I, I don't think there's any shift in any of the divisions. I think the cruiserweight division stays on raw. Brian Kendrick gets the victory and then he moves on to rich Swan. I agree with you, but both, uh, Sean Ross app and, uh, Barry Hess over at the, uh, voices of wrestling preview disagreed with me. They think that the switch is happening. So I, I don't I just, I just think that's too easy. And it, it, like I said, the cruiserweight guys can go onto the Tuesday tapings for their cruiserweight show, mm-hmm. they're not on tour with raw. They're on tour with NXT. Right. So I, I just don't see how there would be a, how it makes it easier on them to just be on the Tuesday shows. Uh, but you would you would struggle. I mean, you, you need something to fill. Now, I guess if you move the intercontinental title over, you have no real shift there. You still have, you have all these guys fighting on raw for the singles title for two singles titles, the U S or the intercontinental. But then that kind of makes the show kind of stagnant, right? When you have two belts that basically mean the same thing on the same show, then your world title, then your tag teams. Yes, I would agree. Makes a little stagnant. Uh, Speaking of 10 on 10, Team Raw, Team SmackDown, all the tag teams. Uh, this has been building up with New Day versus Guns and Gallows, as well as on the other side, uh, I don't even know, he, American Alpha and the Usos still? Like, what's going on on Team SmackDown? I I, I like the the evolving of Tyler Breeze and Fandango into more... I, yeah, they're great. They're yeah. absolutely great. As a, This fashion police gimmick is hilarious. I think. Yeah, it, it's been really fun, but as far as this match, I don't... I mean, I think Luke Gallows 
wins. I think he's the last man standing, maybe with one person from the New Day. But I, I'm going to go ahead and say Team Raw gets this one. I think it's Team SmackDown, and I think it's for the purposes of protecting American Alpha and mm-hmm. elevating them. But can we agree that it really doesn't matter who wins? Correct. No, I, I agree with that. And and the thing they did last night where, <laughs> hey, we're all good with the Usos, even though they were trying to break our legs <laughs> the past few weeks. They were, they were just part of the group chanting for Booker T. Um, no, but I, I think this they, they're going to try and rebuild American Alpha as stars, and I think they're going to use this match to do it. Five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match for the women's divisions. Uh, Team Raw, Team SmackDown, of course, Bailey, that brute, fighting up all of Team SmackDown. Uh, you you have your individual feuds. You know, Sasha Banks and Charlotte are on the same team. They did nothing with that on SmackDown. Uh, again, I don't I don't think it matters who gets the win, but I will go ahead and say that Bailey is the sole survivor on Team Raw. Really? Yeah, that, I'm going that, Bailey. That's fascinating. I was going the other way. I think Raw wins this. And I think they do it in rather dominant fashion, losing possibly only Alicia Fox. But I think Bailey possibly takes a loss here and, and possibly because of Charlotte at some point or Dana Brooke ending up screwing Dana, or Bailey so that she doesn't get to celebrate with the rest of the team. But I think Sasha, Charlotte, and Nia Jax at least all survive. Um, I am particularly interested in watching bailey sasha and charlotte interact with becky lynch i I think that's going to be a lot of fun i i'm going to go out on a limb here and this isn't fantasy booking because i think there might be a possibility to do something somewhat like this to where maybe you have naya bailey and charlotte as the as the final three on raw maybe against one or two people on smackdown but charlotte orders naya to take out bailey so they still team raw wins but they don't let bailey get in the celebration yeah i could see that too We have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the main event of the Survivor Series eliminations. Kevin Owens leading up Team Raw, or Chris Jericho, if you will, against Team SmackDown with their mascot, James Ellsworth. Um, Again, in the last week of TV, seeing each guy who's had, every single one has had problems with their teammates. Although for the final week, they were all like, yeah, you know what? We'll finally put that aside and and be be on our way here to Survivor Series, be on the same side. Uh, everyone except for kind of AJ Styles. AJ Styles was co- still kind of a dick to his teammates, which I like. He should be. Um, I don't know what to make for this one. And, and with all of the other tag team matches, like I'll see what they do with the interplay between team members. That's fine. I, I think it'll be enjoyable at least. But the winners, the results of all three of these matches just don't matter. No, they don't. And I think what happens here is probably... and not fancy booking, but just trying to read the tea leaves. I think, yeah, Owens leaves Jericho to die at some point. Um, I think, I think Bray and Randy Orton pull the bad news Brown bail on your teammates and, and leave for the back type of thing. And I think, you know, eventually James Ellsworth blows it for SmackDown, even though they're coming back and probably Braun Strowman survives if, if not Braun and Roman. The only way I see Braun eliminated is if they do like the the multi-person gang style beat down of him. If they have everyone on Team SmackDown put him away. I no, I think he's gonna do a roar spot for that. I think they're gonna try that and he's gonna do a roar spot to make him seem seem pretty pretty hot. But I I do think James Ellsworth blows this for SmackDown in some yeah. way, and this is how that that's how it ends. And then The Undertaker gets mad at him for it on Tuesday and 
and tombstones him. And that's the end of James Ellsworth, maybe? Uh, for Until TLC, when he blows it for Dean. <laughs> Watch him enter the Royal Rumble. Oh, I think so. He's he's in the Rumble. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind he's in the Rumble at some point. If James Ellsworth gets a WrestleMania gig and Shinsuke Nakamura does not. Are you going to riot? Yes. Will you eat a hat? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to walk out. I'm going to walk out of a community college in California and protest. Jeez, really? Really, Joey Styles? Okay. Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, the main event. We, a year, uh, not a year ago, but a month ago when they announced this, and we were all like, man, I the first match wasn't that great. I don't see the people getting excited for Goldberg. Like, I'm not really interested in watching a 15-minute match between these two. Oh, boy, how was I wrong? I cannot wait. This is the only thing keeping me interested in Survivor Series. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm super hyped for at, this one. I at, hope they at, go 30. As a match, you're excited about this? I'm or just as a, or as a spectacle? I'm excited for the spectacle. I want to see who wins. Like, I'm invested in who wins this match. I am all about it. I want Goldberg to go in there and just dominate Brock for 10 minutes, put him away with a spear and the jackhammer. I, Goldberg better win. Better win by far. I, I hope this goes half an hour with entrances. <laughs> Uh, I will say that the promos for for this program have been spot on and they haven't blown it in any way, which kudos to you, WWE. I just don't see them giving the Goldberg the win here. I don't, unless it's some sort of schmoz finish where where they decide to set up the rumored Brock versus Shane match at WrestleMania. But I think this is a test of Goldberg. I think I think if he has a good match, he gets a match at WrestleMania. If he well, wants one, he may not if, want one. If he wants one, but I, but I, but I can't see him winning here. I, I, I see Brock winning. Brock getting his win back. Well, yeah. If if, if the idea is Goldberg comes in for one last match, and uh, I, I don't know if the only issue I have there is I question whether Bill Goldberg cares or not if he wins in front of his son because mm-hmm. he's not coming back to lose if he really cares about winning or losing. I think the deal is you do a good enough job on Survivor Series, we book you, and you win at WrestleMania against okay. someone. Okay. Yeah, that could be. But that Survivor Series, it's a one-match show. It's Brock Lesnar-Goldberg. And that think match so. is that match is delivered so far, which is crazy because I thought Survivor Series was doomed when that match was first announced as the main event, I really did. I thought it was, I'm, I'm, I'm still betting we get like a, a multi cruiserweight match in here somewhere, but I, I, you know, I don't see how this lasts four hours without a lot of fluff. Yeah. The entire card for survivor series may not look great, but you can look great in Mac Weldon merchandise, MacWeldon.com. Go there right now. Get 20% off your first order by using promo code voices. That's MacWeldon.com. Use promo code voices. MacWeldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. The website, super easy to use, guys. Go there. Try it out. Even if you don't think you want to buy anything right now, just go. Believe me when I tell you. The website, super easy to use. And I'm a guy. I don't like complicated websites. I like to go, see, point, click. That's what I want to do. You can do that at MacWeldon.com. The stuff feels great. Mac Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, underwear, uh, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. You can ask Joe Lanza, most comfortable hoodie. And you know what? It's going to get you dates. If you're looking for a girlfriend, go out to a bar in your Mac Weldon sweatshirt, hmm. Mac Weldon polo, <laughs> Mac Weldon whatever. Go there. You'll have better luck. I promise. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you. That's right. Easy return policy, guys. 
try them out. If you don't like it, get your money back and you can even keep the pair. It's that simple. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code VOICES. Get 20% off your order. That's MacWeldon.com. Use promo code VOICES. Get 20% off. Uh, we've been telling you for months about Mac Weldon, guys. They're back with us. Go to MacWeldon.com. You'll be happy that you did. Let's talk about some NXT TakeOver, huh? Actually, before we talk about TakeOver, mm-hmm. uh, we had a question come in from Warren. Warren Mills. It, from the, hold uh, on. I'm, st- I'm stopping you right now. This is about Tino Sabatelli. I'm going to tell you to stop taking cl- questions. All right, so the questions are over, guys. Questions are over. No, they're not. No, he wanted to know. Uh, he asked about a bunch of people, but the one I'm interested in is, what do you think CM Punk's best opponent was? Who do you think CM Punk worked best with in his entire run in WWE? Oh, in WWE? Yeah, just just WWE. Oh, probably, I'd say Cena. Now, could that be because that was his most famous run? Probably, probably. I mean, the I mean that's that's the go to. I mean the I mean I'm thinking the Undertaker match was okay. I liked it. You know, the Daniel Bryan match, I think is overrated by a lot of people. Um, but it's still good. You know, that I love. I really enjoyed the Jeff Hardy program a lot. Yeah, I did. I, I think I think in terms of an actual, if you're talking match quality. Mm, okay, but as an old, fully rounded program, the Jeff Hardy program can't be beat for 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 me for CM Punk. I mean, Ray was pretty good, but you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot you can pick from. I I can't. That's a tough question. I have to I would, look at it. I would go Jeff Hardy. Okay, I go Jeff Hardy. I would too. Or, then or Kane. No, no Kane. Nope, you're getting okay. nothing from me on that one. Let's start <laughs> off with what. <laughs> is likely going to be the best match of the weekend. Yes. Asuka, Mickey James. You son NXT of a bitch. Women's Championship. You son of a- <laughs> I thought you were going in order of the preview. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this Revival match. Uh, Revival, Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Ciampa. It yes. Is the rematch for the NXT Tag Team titles, two out of three falls. And, you know, I've been present for Revival two or three fall. It's really good. I think they're great. I think they're big match guys. I think they're going to pull something out here. Uh, Is it possible that they will have the two best matches on the last two takeovers? Yes, it's very possible. In fact, it's probable given that I don't think the Miz and Sami Zayn, while very good, is is going to beat it. And I don't think I don't think they're taking the handcuffs off of uh, Shinsuke and Joe. I don't. I think it's going to be a very sports entertaining type match while still very good. So I think the revival and DIY is going to be your match of the night. Oh, I I have no doubt. I'm really excited for it. I hope the revival brings their A game because they're off and on sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But that could have been just, you know, they were they were really good with American Alpha at times, but then they were really bad with them at the same time. We haven't seen Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa be bad as a team yet. So I, I think this has all the makings to be really good. It's the match that I would expect to be the best one of the weekend, uh, minus Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, of course, because no one's touching that big daddy of a match. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this one. And hey, tag team wrestling. Who uh, you got? I, I think it's Gargano and Champa winning the titles. I agree. 
I agree. I, I think they win. I think they win the titles here, and I think they still hold off on the uh, on the turn that they. They may have actually scrapped the turn at this point because they just need bodies down there that are interesting. Yeah, well, you don't have Austin Aries and Roderick Strong as a team right now, uh, uh, so I, I think keep these guys together, um, and especially if maybe the Authors of Pain do win the Dusty Classic. You know, Authors Which, of Pain versus Gargano and Champa is your way. That's what I'm looking at. Right. So I on that note, the tag teams take over. It's the Authors of Pain against TM61, Nick Miller, Shane Thorne. Uh, yeah, I, I would have the Authors of Pain win in this thing. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that they win this. Now, does that do they go there right away? Do they push the revival aside and all of a sudden it's Authors of Pain versus DIY? Do maybe maybe they do a TV program if we're going to be you know, waiting for the next takeover in maybe we do have to wait until WrestleMania time. Maybe they do one at the Royal rumble weekend, which is only two months away. That's possible. Uh, but we could see a TV program of revival and Gargano and Champa kind of finish up. And then they move for the next takeover as authors of pain versus these guys. Um, I mean, what do they, what do they do? What do they do after this? Is it, is it a move on right away or do they wait a little bit? I think if you're going to wait a little bit, you don't bring the revival back in. I think you, you give a cool down one with a team like sanity possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got sanity still there who, you know, debuted with all this frenzy in this tournament and then lose. So they're going to have to be rebuilt up. Right. There's a lot of different ways that you can go in this tag team division. I, I have to feel that Roderick strong and Austin Aries were going to be a big part of it. And then that fell away. So there's probably some reshuffling of the deck. Here. Oh, give me that DIY Austin Aries Roderick Strong program. Oh, you got That's what Austin I want. Aries that's what I socket back. That's what I want for WrestleMania. I, I don't yeah. want Authors of Pain and DIY for WrestleMania weekend. I want Roddy Strong and Austin Aries versus DIY. NXT Women's Title: Asuka, Mickey James. They brought in Mickey James because they just don't have anyone ready yet uh, for the women's title on a takeover match. Uh, it looks like Liv Morgan's probably who they're who they're rising up to be the eventual challenger for Asuka. Uh, but right now, Mickey James, Asuka, no chance Mickey James wins, but it's just cool to have her back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is, for me, the most intriguing match of the weekend. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are very intrigued by Goldberg and, and Brock, but I am fascinated to see what Mickey James we get. Mm-hmm. I, I think... In terms of WWE women's wrestling history, she gets slighted quite a bit because she's not the pillars that they talk about when they talk about this. They talk, they talk about Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita, and, and, and Mickey, despite having one of the best women's matches ever at a WrestleMania, is kind of the B-level person who had good matches but isn't seen as a legend in WWE. And then she went over to TNA after Gail Kim and awesome Kong really built that division up and, and tore the house down and had good matches, nothing to write home about and got killed by a train. So, (laughs) so I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm interested to see how much they let Mickey James do and how much Mickey James, for lack of a better term, how much sports entertainment is in her and how much wrestling is in her. You know what I mean by that? If if she wrestles kind of a WWE style match, I don't think it's going to be as good as it could be if they just kind of say, you two go out there and kind of have a brawl and, and kind of have a fight type of feel because they've been having Asuka on this LA show, as I said. They're having her do a lot of things like the Rikishi 
stink face and things like that. I, I think that kind of match with, with, you know, the spots that everybody knows, so to speak, I don't think that gets over. I think it needs to be far more intense. And if they do that, I think it, it may, it may steal the show, but I don't think, I don't think they have, I don't think they have the foresight or the out of the box thinking to do that. So I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. I'm not, I'm not looking for it to be like this wondrous match or anything. Well, I was hoping it would over deliver and I, I I have my, I have my doubts. I I do. I mean, Mickey's been working hard on getting back in ring shape, you know, working shimmer and whatnot, but you know, it, it's a, well, people come here to see the Mickey James of the WWE. So we got to give them the, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's been a while since we saw her obviously. So it's an interesting match and it's just to get me over for Oscar until whatever happens next happens. Um, Ty Dillinger in an important match. He's no longer being used as the guy just to lose to the new guy coming in. Uh, Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger, and kind of on this note, no Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, he is only after a couple of takeovers off of the takeover schedule at this point. Um, Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger. This is a battle of Canadians here happening in Toronto. Yeah, and this would be the place where you'd want to put in Ty Dillinger against a guy he could beat but they're not here, which is inexplicable because I think there's a chance. This is the match where the crowd takes over and, you know, Ty Dillinger is that guy who's getting that the crowd loves him, but the company's not willing to put the, you know, put that big win on him just yet. And Bobby Roode, they have so much invested in him. I, I wrote in the preview here. Let me ask you this. Cause I'm having deja vu watching Bobby Roode in NXT uh-huh. to, to me when he came on to TNA, he looked like a million bucks. They told me he was a million bucks. He had kind of a nice aura about him. And then you'd watch him. And there was a disconnect for me. I think he's good. I don't think he's at that higher level yet. And I don't know if it's me or if it's, I mean, they've now given him a finisher in, in NXT, which helps him quite a bit. But right now he's a guy with an entrance who has okay matches, nothing spectacular, but just merely okay, but not like legendary. Like you're talking about Samoa Joe and Chris Daniels in TNA level. I mean, he's kind of like the Mickey James of, I mean, when I'm to Joe and Daniels is Lita and Trish, so to speak. He's solid. Yeah. Not a mid eventer. And I think this is the uh, example of a guy who's really been helped by the entrance music. Because mm-hmm. I think people would have cared about him a little bit, but to the to the point that they're still caring about him, it's all because of that entrance. Yeah, the promo wasn't very good last week. I thought where where they were hyping the the match. So mm-hmm. I I'm I'm gonna be interested to see this, and I think I hope. I mean, I think Bobby Roode's getting the win here. Yeah, I, oh, I, I do. do too. And and maybe he then they elevate him to the next level. Yeah, well, because this is Samoa Joe's last stand. If Shinsuke Nakamura, if Nakamura wins the main event, Bobby Roode's the next guy. Right. So that I, I think that's where they're going. Um, but before we get there, uh, I guess we're there. We're kind of there at the main event. Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe. I, I agree with you. Bobby Roode's winning, and I think Shinsuke Nakamura is winning the main event. I I look forward to this being better than their first match. Um, they've probably had a lot of time to work on some different things, think about what they what worked in the first match, what didn't work. Uh, I think they're going to put it together, and you know the Toronto crowd is going to go nuts for Shinsuke. This has all the makings to be a really special match, 
not just for what's happening in the ring, but the aura around it. It has the potential. I, I tend to think WWE has been doing a lot of tinkering with Shinsuke to the point where they've gotten kind of in his head a little bit. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it'll be solid. I don't know if it'll be special. It'll be, it'll be Finn Balor, Kevin Owens level mm-hmm. of, of Brooklyn takeover where it was a good match, but it was overshadowed by something else on the card. So we don't really think of it as a legendary match, but it'll be at that level and it'll be very, very good. I think. Uh, we had a question come in. I'm trying to find it. Um, Danny asks on the Twitter feed. Hi, Danny. Can we, can we conclude that no NXT call-ups will happen this week, even though everyone's in the same area uh, for obviously NXT Survivor Series and then Raw? Uh, do we, do you see any NXT call-ups coming out of this? Could Samoa Joe possibly be called up with his run against Shinsuke being over, most likely? Joe's the guy if they do it. I mean, and he's the only guy they do if they do it. Mm-hmm. So if there's a call-up, it's going to be Joe, and that's it. Yes. What do you make of uh, PWG is coming back Friday, December 16th? They are doing Marty Skrull versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, I haven't seen any of the matches they announced. Did they announce uh, anything else other than that? Just that one. It's going to be the main event for the PWG title. Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, two guys who are... You know, there there was talk a while that Zack Sabre might go to WWE. Doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Marty Skrull obviously went to Ring of Honor, signed there. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, you have Revolution Pro. You have Rev Pro in the UK who's been building this match for a long time. Uh, and some fans were kind of upset that PWG is doing it first. But at the same time, 400 people will are. see it, you know. It, it'll happen in Rev Pro before people see it on DVD. Like, what's mm-hmm. the, you know, who cares if 400 people see it? Uh, nope. but yeah, that's your main event of PWG, Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre. Are you going to try to go? I think I might. Uh, did they tell you when tickets go on sale? Is it tomorrow? Uh, it, no, it says <laughs> they just return on the 16th, and okay. that's it, the match. Okay. No tickets. So, yeah, you, well, might, this you is... might want to follow the Twitter tomorrow afternoon if they put s- tickets on sale. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that that quickly, but uh, this is Marty's match for winning Battle of Los Angeles which makes it a big deal. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. Hasn't done much for me um, as, as champ. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't know. I mean, uh, that would tick off the P it may tick off the PWG faithful. If they put the belt on scroll at this point, and I don't think they will, I think they'll keep it on Zack Sabre Jr. But I would love it if Marty scroll won because he's my favorite yeah. in PWG. How's uh how's the University of Virginia doing in the college hoop so far? Uh they are undefeated. They blew out some uh some directional third string school. They're ranked number seven in the nation. Nice. So, yeah, we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do this year. They there's not the heightened expectations of making a final four or a national championship run in any way. So it, maybe that helps. Maybe it's the Ewing theory in effect. It, it's got to help, right? No, I, I mean, Kentucky lost their national title after everyone thought they were going to cakewalk to it um, because of their undefeated season. All of a sudden, it just kind of fell apart and collapsed. Sometimes it's better not to have that pressure. Right. But I mean, we have, I mean, we're as usual, ACC basketball, it has, you know, Duke is number one and Duke reloads with all Americans every year. Yeah. And we, we get the guys that we can get and, Tony Bennett does a great job of kind of making a chicken salad out of it. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania <laughs> 26. 
what, where did that come from to, to do UBA basketball between? Okay. I thought I was just asking. I was curious. All right. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a, a rundown sheet. I just go where I go. Okay. But now we're at Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Speaking of going, this was Shawn Michaels' last match. Shawn Michaels Undertaker from WrestleMania 26 in Phoenix, Arizona. I was there live at the show. Yes, um, you were. Did not. I was in Phoenix, Arizona. Did not capture me like the first match. I thought the first match at WrestleMania 25 was better. Um, but this match certainly excellent. And, you know, the I, I didn't. I mean, knowing it was Shawn Michaels' last match and going in, everyone assumed it was going to be like it. It didn't have that much suspense. It was almost as if it was such a given, just like Ric Flair's retirement that the stipulation didn't matter a whole lot. Um, and he stuck to it, which is really good. Uh, I mean, here we are coming into WrestleMania 30, what, 32? And and Shawn Michaels is still out of action. And yeah, he's come close. He had the, the deal at this year's WrestleMania where he, he kind of wrestled a little bit, uh, but not really a whole match. Um, I, it's, it's, cool, it's cooler now, going back and watching it, that this was Shawn Michaels' last match than it was at the time, I feel. Um, I, it never really caught me like even Ric Flair's retirement match did. It never, it never captured me uh, when they, when they main evented WrestleMania 26 with Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. I feel more about it now watching it back that it was indeed Shawn Michaels last match and that he stuck to it. I, I feel like it will go down as one of the most important matches ever just because it was the finality of Shawn Michaels. You hit most of my major points in in your uh, in your spiel there, so yeah, I'll read re- all of your thoughts before we go on air. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. What... I take them all. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to be better than the number one match on this list. Spoiler, right. which is right. the one from the previous year. Yep. Uh, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It didn't capture me like it did. It seemed like an inevitability, and we're all just kind of waiting for the end. Even though it's a very fine match, don't get me wrong. Um, I. I I found the ending very anticlimactic and a little bit forced upon the, the whole crawling and slapping it, you know, and then triple H kind of redid it two years, two years running afterwards. Uh, I, there are some things I did really like though. I liked the kind of the callback to the undertaker jumping on the Sim snooker slash cameraman spot that then gets, uh, he gets speared in the knee. I liked the working of the knee. I liked Shawn Michaels using the figure four as kind of a homage to Ric Flair, who he put out at WrestleMania in a retirement match. I thought that was cool. And even accidentally, as it were, the moonsault that ended up on, I never, I never realized that he ended up landing on the undertaker's leg on that table, whether by accident or on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose. I think he was just being kind of a bit reckless there. And you know, there, there are a few kind of, hesitant moments i think he was supposed to do an acai moonsault into the into the uh tombstone and and uh and it couldn't really come off due to physics but it was still handled quite well i mean it's a fun match it's on here for the moment and of course the historicalness of Shawn michaels is retirement it, it's still very very good but when you have something the previous year that's the same to compare it to that's so much better and so much enthralling it does feel anticlimactic. I think you hit everything I wanted to say here, so I'll say no more. Yeah, I I mean, we really like this match. We'll talk, we'll kind of talk more about this and just their string of matches at WrestleMania when we get to uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25 on this list, as Jeff alluded to. Yeah, 
if you didn't already know, that's number one. So we'll get there in a couple of months. Uh, but yeah, Undertaker Shawn Michaels from this show. I, it was a really fun WrestleMania. I thought like I was I was sitting very far away in Phoenix, Arizona, and remember kind of having a fun time. It wasn't the most fun WrestleMania I ever went to, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a good one. And speaking it was a meaningful of, one because it'll always be remembered. Which, What's speaking that? of which, tickets went on sale today. Are you going? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Not this year. It's in Orlando, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll always see. It's always one of those things where you start getting closer to it and you're like, okay, how do we find a way? Um, <laughs> but for the last couple of years, I haven't found a way. So I don't know. Um, that'll be a question to ask me in like February. Okay, fair enough. Mr. Last Minute over here. Um, as you know, as we, uh, you know, I started this podcast 30 minutes late. But what are you going to do? Uh, one final question before we go. And, and by the way, next week, um, match number 12, The Rock and Steve Austin from WrestleMania 17. Oh, okay, cool. The old X7, the old Vince McMahon's going to, you know, go crazy. And possibly the hottest possibly, drawing card in the company heel. Yeah, possibly the best WrestleMania there is, right? Oh, I, I, I think so. I think yeah. Be out. And and on on notes from the other uh, from from the other matches at this Phoenix one, uh, this is the one where like Le- John Bradshaw Layfield like lost real quick. Is is that it? Is, was that the match before this one where he, where Rey Mysterio kind of no, beat him? That wasn't oh, okay. the show. Nope. that was WrestleMania no, five in Texas, I believe. But uh, Cena, but it was Ray and CM Punk. Oh, that's right. Uh, this yeah. is but Cena Batista was on this one, right? Uh, no, I don't know what show you're thinking of. I'm probably thinking of the one before this 25 then. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, no, actually, maybe it was. Yeah, Cena. No, you're right. Cena and Batista was. It was also Triple H and Sheamus. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Cena Batista. Is this the uh, I quit match where then then when Dave is just on his just great run of just not caring and then he, and then it's an I quit and then he has to leave the company? I have no recollection. I'm trying to think of that. I mean, whatsoever. And, it, it, it by far one of the top five lines in WWE history is kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Oh yeah, <laughs> Batista said. It. Oh no, Dave Batista was great. Um, oh yeah, it was it was not an I quit match. It was a singles match for the title. Okay. John Cena won. He won the title by submission, but it was not an I quit match. Okay, then um, it comes later. Okay, this was also the ten diva tag, uh, Team Vicky Guerrero versus Team Beth Phoenix. <laughs> Eesh. Beth Phoenix yeah. miss her a lot. Maurice was on that show. Maurice and Alicia Fox were team members on that show. Uh-huh. Uh, Mickey James as well. Um, oh, and yeah, Chris Jericho versus Edge for the title. Yeah. And of course, uh, I didn't want to mention it, but we might as well since we're starting to mention all the show. I really like the Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase stuff. Um, and then you had the abomination of a match of Bret Hart versus Vince. Oh, jeez. That was the worst. I mean, watching that live, like, what are we doing watching this for so long? Like, We're, take it home, Brett. Take it home. Oh, wait. It was a Bret Hart match? I thought it was a Bruce Hart match. Brett, uh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. question that Danny wanted to ask? Or did he? Uh, Danny, didn't we get to the question? We, uh, yeah, he asked about the NXT call-ups. Oh, okay. about that. that's right. Um, but I had a question. Uh, we'll end the show on this question right here. Will asks, what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan mentioning TNA so often on these WWE after shows? Towing that line, but not necessarily going over it enough to get fired. I think it's it's to amuse himself, to be clever. I think he's trolling. I think it's pure on trolling everybody in the WWE management for keeping him in his contract. 
Yeah, this is a, uh, as Mick Foley pointed out, this is a guy who doesn't want the job and wants to quit. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who doesn't want to, doesn't want to go. Away. I cannot imagine not wanting to be involved in pro wrestling anymore. In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.